Hey, welcome to In Other Worlds, an improvised world-building podcast where we take a set of random words and use them as a springboard to create fictional worlds. I'm Chris Parker. And I'm Crudlo Pizzarella. Pizzarella. And we got some news! I made the Twitter account! If you want to tweet at us, we are at In Other Pods on Twitter and uh, it exists the, there's but there's good news and bad news that I think goes with this the good news well it, they're both they're both the same thing I don't use t- Twitter personally so the good news is a hundred percent of my tweet time is dedicated to this pod the bad news is I don't know jack shit <laughs> about Twitter it's pretty easy you just uh, type in and then you hit send and then somewhere else a person gets a notification that they have an email and there's such a thing called a an email browser and <laughs> using that they can scroll from a personal computer or um a library kiosk the new messages i don't believe any of that except for you type it and and you click it well i don't get it i'm i'm, I'm old and I'm disenfranchised, and I once yeah. uh, did a hashtag, and I got punished, brutally punished <laughs> for it. A bunch so of 10-year-olds tweeted back at you and and chastised you. I got beat up. <laughs> I got an e-beating from 10, from 10 10-year-olds. Tens. An e-beating from tens of 10-year-olds. Tens. It was tense. All right, that's so, what's so going that's on. Our, yeah. So that's our name on the tweets, tweet streets in other worlds, uh, in other pods. That's sorry. my tweet stack, boing. Yeah. All right. Hit me up on my tweet stack. Slide a message into my virtual inbox. Yeah, I don't. I only eat the top. I only eat the top stack on my uh, pancake pile of. Okay, this makes no sense. Forget it. <laughs> No, well, wait, no, because I understand this, and I'll only eat the top stack of my hamburger. I'll eat the bun, and then I'll send the rest back until it comes back out with another bun on top. They have to rotate it for you. Then they got to put a second bun on the bottom. They, so it's 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 patty bun bun, and then that's how you get infinite burg. Each time they add a layer on the bottom. Yeah, I say that. Look, this pizza. This pizza came out of the oven with only one bun on it. Secretly, I had <laughs> eaten the the top stack, and then they say, "Okay, no problem, sir. We'll wrap that in a t- couple of buns for you." And they take it back into the kitchen. It comes back out, and now there's three pieces of bread. And then you can imagine how that grows. Basically, two pieces of bread at a time. It sounds like a really good way to get uh, unlimited free bread at restaurants. I'm a bread, I'm a bread beast, and I'm a, I'm a bread master. So, uh, check in with me um, when I'm at the Olive Garden, and I will let you know where the bread is found. Do, do they not? Okay, I've never been to the Olive Garden. I mean, I know you're you're goofing, but. My question is, do they bring it to you? I would assume so, but it's unlimited, so that's got to be a pain in the ass, right? It's a pain in the ass, yeah. I don't. They're so fucking stupid over there. It's like, dude, you guys could just have a bread basket, but they don't. They could have one big 
barrel of bread. Yeah, they should have a vat. That everyone helps themselves from. But instead, they're wasting their fucking... Wasting everybody's goddamn time. Yeah. It's like, no wonder. No wonder. You gotta keep bringing my bread out. You don't have time to to, to measure my ice. You don't have time to, to uh, grate freshly grated Parmesan cheese onto my... I don't know. <laughs> I bring a Brannock device to Olive Garden with me, and I measure the amount of ice in my glass. And then, <laughs> I, I don't know what that is. Oh, it's the is the, the it's like the the the, the shoe thing. Yeah, isn't it's it? the foot device invented by Mister Brannock. Well, how are you measuring ice with it? Well, I put it next to my cup, and then I give a rough estimation of the ice levels. Hey, don't give me more than a size six of ice. That's right. I don't want my drink to be watered down. All right. Uh, do you want to get started? Yep, let's do it. Okay, we got some other uh, news items other than the t- the tweeter. Uh, we're changing up the format a little bit. Uh, we are getting rid of rolling the world type and the level of technology at the beginning we were finding them a little too restrictive so we're just going to roll a bunch of words and a few aspects of the world and uh we're just going to riff on in any direction we want from from those uh so it's pretty much the same as before (laughs) but with just different variables at the start and then also we have a new segment called are we are we calling it uh yeah or yeah uh i was gonna call it yeah, 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 or uh, yeah. I like uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think. Because <laughs> that's what we say every time. Uh, yeah. Keep your eyes peeled. That segment is going to be a, sec- a uh, one one of us, starting with Jack, uh, Crudlow Pizzarell, is going to get to decide at any point during the episode that he can make a unilateral decision on, uh, on something in the world and i just have to say uh yeah yeah i think you have to explain how it happens so if i'm like everyone pees out of their mouth you have to come up with a reason why that is oh okay yeah all right sure got it good it's a law it's a world law yeah um okay so yeah uh jack's gonna get it first (laughs) because i think i disagree more so it'll be funnier um i have the power yeah, so let's get it. Get it going! I'm going to get it going. I'm going to roll my things. Um, I've got history, animals, plants. All right, history is mythic, so we have to discuss a myth that exists in some culture in the world. Animal, we got bug. It can be any type of insect arachnid annelid mollusk we got bug and plant we got drugs and medicine so something that does something to your body medicine all right we got we got drugs we got bugs <laughs> and we got lots of hugs from zeus in the mythic category mm-hmm. all right 
The random words for this episode are town, discussion, boats, harbor, discovery, silk. All right. Um, So talk to me about the mythical history. Well, I'm going to weave, I think, two of them together. I think I'm going to go bug here, too, Mm -hmm. because we have silk. I think it's going to be some sort of spider myth, mm-hmm. and then we're going to weave some weave some silk, and uh, then he's going to end up being like a real a real spider in the world that like people think are the descendants of this mythical spider or or something like that. It's going to be a real spider. Ooh, like Anansi the Spider Man from uh, African lore. Yeah. Are you familiar? Else, yeah, I'm familiar because I watched Static Shock as a child, and he is he's his hero. He was a famous trickster. Um, yeah, he's he's a trickster. All right, so there's a spider myth. Uh, it's a Spider-Man myth. Uh, I don't know. He's it's a it's a myth about weaving silk into something. So, ooh, Rumpelstiltskin, Rumpelsilkskin, or maybe he's a small spider. But this spider of myth is getting ready to change the world with his good or her good weapons and I think I don't know the spider needed to build a home so it starts weaving and then all the other bugs come and they want to live there with the spider so the spider keeps weaving and weaving but eventually it all blows away yeah, eventually a person walks through it and goes, ah! <laughs> Um Yeah, I used to employ, uh, deploy, employ a spider stick. Uh, if I'm going through the woods. Oh, yeah, you hold it out in front. Back home. I'd uh, have a spider stick with me to catch those. Um, but I, I was thinking that uh, I see boats... And I'm thinking uh, a boat could have a, a sail made of silken spider, a silken spider sail. Yeah. So how about it's like a man and a spider. The man needs to needs to set sail, but he can't, or he needs to make a boat. Hmm. He wants to make a boat, but he doesn't know how. And the spider does know how because <laughs> the spider has. No, because the spider like floats on the wind. With no, the, I just with its I just thought of something I like. Yeah, I was laughing. Oh, okay. I, I made myself laugh in my head, and it okay. sounded like I was laughing at you. But I was laughing about was this man who needed to. Uh, he uh, let's say, um, okay, so his wife went to war, mm-hmm. and he's a very very lonely man, and now he's he's at home. He's got his little rowboat that he goes out in and fishes every day. But he wants to, he wants to find his wife because all the other battle wives came back from the war, and they're like, uh, "I think she's just still fighting," and so he's like, "I got, I got, I gotta go," and but he needs a sail, so then he he just builds a mast and a, a jib boom. <laughs> A boom boomstick, yeah, and then he just doesn't know how to sew because uh, his battle wife did all the sewing, and so yeah, he just she's, waits. She's got it all. He just waits there day by day, looking at it and um, 
trying to invent new knots. But uh, eventually, you know, he starts making friends with this spider and he's letting it crawl around. And then it, it, uh, it just slowly builds him, builds him a sail. Okay. And then they live happily ever after. <laughs> well, he, yeah, he, he sails across the ocean. Uh, he finds his wife's grave. And then he marries the spider who uh, turns into a beautiful woman. I was going to say before way back, uh, <clears throat> I was going to say it turns out that the spider is the spirit of his wife, but she doesn't. She doesn't. Tell yeah, him. I like that. The spider is the spirit of his wife and it leads him to her grave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he can so he can mourn properly. And then, yeah, and then she just turns into a ghost and floats away. What is this myth about? Because myths have to have a purpose. And this one is stupid. <laughs> no, I think it makes a lot of sense. No, it's a good story, but it has to have a cultural like purpose. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's about like, uh, I don't know. It's about love and 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 loss and i guess uh women are the fighters in this world yeah so or at least in this guy's culture in this ancient civilization yeah yeah um i'm down for a matriarchal world though we haven't done one yet maybe maybe it's like a myth where you know it's sort of an anti it's a faith it's a faithful thing right like you're supposed to stay faithful to your your battle wife. You're not supposed to fuck around in your port town fucking around. Yeah. Everyone lives in a harbor. It's a world of harbors. Does that make sense? Does that make sense to you? How about, yeah, how about he's, his battle wife doesn't die and the spider, because, you know, spiders like to eat they're they're mates so they're monogamous i guess at least until i don't know did they did they then mate again or did they die before that can happen i don't know they eat their 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 mates heads at least black widows do yeah well-known spider fact however there was research done uh this is real research put in a jingle for that but uh yeah real research suggests that Spiders in the wild don't eat their uh, don't eat the male mate as often as in captivity. So it's not necessarily a thing that spiders do. It's like a stress response. Yeah. So it still happens sometimes because obviously sometimes the male spider is a dick, and you just you know you can't help yourself. You got to eat his head. Yeah. But they thought it was like you know they thought it was like the norm, and then they just realized like oh we don't watch spiders enough in real life <laughs> yeah and i you know i can understand because if i'm gonna watch a spider lock it down get it behind glass okay so i i googled it spiders really are monogamous though like oh, nice. so do they only have one sex or do they have many sex same partner i don't know i i didn't i closed the window already you just typed in spider monogamous yeah yeah the spider isn't gonna make him a sale at first because he doesn't believe i don't know he's seen that humans are bad and cheating on each other and he doesn't want to help him and then maybe after like many years 
uh, maybe the wife does die because he does it after like many years. He's like, finally, I'll help you because you've been good. Yeah, he withholds his he withholds his string until yeah. the faith has been proven. And then, but then he by the time he's an old man and he goes and he does find her grave. It's beautiful, but not that she died in the in the uh, in the war necessarily. Yeah, it's been like eighty years. And he gets a little handsy on the trip over with the spider. He's uh, trying to fool around a little bit. And then the spider weaves him a new wife. <laughs> yeah, it's a spider weaves him a real doll. Oh no, maybe you know what? No, here's yeah, here here's what I got. The spider then uh, wraps the wife's body in like in a. Okay, we don't have to go with the fact that he waits till he's an old man now because it it doesn't have anything to it do be with a that. Skeleton. The spider. Yeah, well, the spider wraps it in silk, and then she's reborn, and that they mummify corpses in this in this culture. And that's why they do it. Okay. I like that. Yeah. They mummify corpses. Is it like, is the culture like symbiotic with spiders or just like a, or just like a key animal? What are their feelings towards um, spiders? Do they like spiders or not like spiders? I don't know. If they do it in silk, then they probably, if they like really do it in silk, then they probably have to be symbiotic because they're going to have to like actually farm silk. But if they just wrap them in like linens and the story is just vaguely about mummification, then um, then it could just be a myth where there's just a random fucking animal. Like the it like Zeus turns into a cow and a swan, and the Greeks don't care about cows or swans. He just likes to fuck stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying the animal doesn't have to have yeah. to be significant to the culture. Sure. Um. What do we? What else do we got? Medicine. Oh yeah plant plant medicine um oh that's the plant category it's yeah. a plant it's a medicinal plant that's used as a medicine or a dr- or a drug or a drug oh, like a it could be an intoxicant too i guess i don't know i guess uh no i have a separate category for dangerous so it can't be a poison um but it can be yes but it can be a it can be a mind altering drug i've always liked uh I've always liked the trope of like battle drugs, like something you chew on and then go fucking barbaric rage. Yeah, just some nice cocaine leaves, coca leaves. Yeah. Put it in your mouth. Get all whipped up. Yeah, okay. So the battle wives will make their husbands go out and harvest this plant, which is a flower that um hmm. who are the battle wives fighting because they're taking boats there right they don't fight close by I mean they're taking boats from this civilization we're starting with to somewhere else I think we're just gonna have to come up with like a war in another country at some point cool cause like the um like the Odyssey takes place during a, and the Iliad take place during a real war, right? Isn't it like the Trojan War? I don't know. Yeah. So, um, like, I mean, I, I say we do it that way, or is the Trojan War not real? Probably not, right? I don't know. Three hundred's real. Three hundred is real. Battle of Thermopylae. When three hundred Israeli soldiers used Krav Maga to defend a wheat farm plantation. I don't know. It's just what I read. 
I cannot find whether this is a real war or not. There, th- like, there's things saying that it's a, you know, it's it's important to myth, but then no one is saying whether it's it's real or not. <laughs> Scholars who study the old stories. <laughs> all right, I can't read this whole thing during a pod. Um, all right, forget about. It. We'll come up with a war later. Uh, yeah. So what kind of what kind of battle plant is this? Was it a Maybe maybe it should be the fruit. Maybe there's a because the, I want it to be funny looking, and that's easier to do with a fruit. Sure, battle apple. Yeah. Take a big crunch. Hear the snap. Oh, uh, how about like, how about battle battle peas? And it's like a pea pod, and you pop them like one at a time. Oh yeah. Like a nice like like a pill. Senzu bean. Senzu bean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, you come in packs of three. You pop one uh to get ready. You pop the second one after your first kill, and then uh, you pop the third one uh, when you're like crawling out of the dead body pile, <laughs> crawling out of the muck. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, popping pods that they use for for battle. Call them. Call them strong pods. Yeah, strong pods. Call them flesh, flesh juicers. <laughs> um. So, do you want to roll some words for the war? Sure. Yeah. Um. Do it. Go ahead. I'm gonna roll three words for the war. Neck, mailbox, price. <laughs> okay. Um. So this is um. It's a price. It's a price war. <laughs> uh, neck mailbox price. I think. Okay. I think. Uh, someone interrupted. Like someone killed a courier that was delivering a, a very delivering a very important message by with a neck stab. Mm-hmm. And so then, as retribution, the country that you know is on that guy's side. Uh, kills everyone else by stabbing them in the neck, and it's the the war of the great neck, the neck stabs. Yeah, these these uh, warriors are highly trained uh, neck stabbers. So the battle wives have to wear like these elaborate neck rigs to protect their necks. Yeah, I was gonna say in in the future at least armor definitely has a lot of neck involvement it's i think it's all neck it's a it's called a neck rig (laughs) and it's basically uh like a geodesic sort of a dome that's protecting it's like a big it's like a big neck pillow but uh made of highly polished metal to deflect uh stabs Oh, I actually like that. Like a backwards one, though. Like you put the neck pillow on the front of your... Yeah, but I mean... I mean, I guess it could just be a full circle it's almost. A, it's but... a donut. Yeah, it's a donut yeah. of metal uh, to protect the neck from stabbers. Yeah, the other country's extremely honorable and just basically way better at fighting. So they've sort of given themselves a... They've self-imposed a handicap where... It's only it's only prideful to attack the neck 
and uh so so there's been a bit of an arms race where now their weapons are like neck based and i think they're probably like big nutcrackers they gotta like <laughs> to, to, to break off the uh, armor or to just crush it around their neck yeah, yeah i think you gotta crack their neck plate yeah it's like a big uh i don't know i want to name the neck armor because like every piece of for every part of the body, you know, there's a name. There's the helm, there's pauldrons, there's spalders, there's gauntlets, there's greaves. Yeah. What is your neck armor called? It's called the puce. The puce? The puce. But I, I like it when you have to say puce. Did you see Donna's neck rig? She's She got a... She got a brand new puce. She got a uh, carbon fiber puce. It's totally fucking crazy. I'm probably fucking up the audio a lot by saying "piss." It's probably not sounding good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I think I think the people want more of it. <laughs> I think they're clamoring. Um. All right. Yeah, we can call it the puce. It's the puce piece. It's the neck rig. It's uh, mama's mama's fresh reward. Mama's reward. Okay. So yeah, they're they're taking boats over there to, I guess, just get stabbed in the neck because. <laughs> yeah, because it's the other. I mean, we could swap countries. We can make it so the battle wives are the ones that are going to do the stabbing. No, no, no. I don't like that. I don't like that. Okay. <laughs> we need a reason. <laughs> okay. What what's going on? Who's who killed the mail carrier? just some guy from that other country i don't know why he was delivering an important message though so the i think maybe we established that what what was who was he going to and what was he gonna well we we fear their might incredibly over on this island nation it fears the might and that's why they're sending battle wives over because if they just came and invaded it could be disastrous Oh, yeah. We're known to be poor fighters, not not capable of of meeting their might in battle, except with an extreme handicap where we get these crazy neck rigs and they are prideful. So yeah, it's this weird yeah, it's a weird sort of agreed upon war <laughs> where just battalions go over and present themselves on the beach to do battle. Yeah, I mean, war used to be like that with the, you know, the British used to do it that way where they would just stand up and get shot and then the other team would go. War used to be so much fun. (laughs) It used to be so awesome. And I think that's a little bit of what we're trying to capture with this world. Cool, good old-fashioned war. No holds barred except for it's neck-centric. So... Every yeah. hold barred except for neck. I still want to come up with what the courier was doing because it was mail. We we did it specifically because it was mailbox, right? Otherwise, it could just be anyone. Um, so maybe he um, committed a, a faux pas. The courier did. It wasn't. It didn't have to do with his message that he was delivering. It could have something to do with the message in this world do kill the messenger i like that that it's a faux pas because this person is obviously in the country of 
we have to name these countries, but they're in the country of the neck stabbers, right? Uh, because that's whose side the courier is on. So he's right. probably in his homeland. He wait. Uh, he came to deliver a message to the Battlewife nation, who accidentally killed him or intentionally killed him, right? With a neck stab. Yeah. Yeah. So how did he get neck stabbed? Then, if it was an accident, though. I mean, it could just be anything with a neck. It doesn't have to be a stab, I guess. It could be some other neck attack. Yeah, it was a neck-based fighting style. Neck snap, neck grab, strangle. I don't know. We could roll. Let's roll some words to see what happened with the mail carrier. <laughs> okay. Polished garden prophet. Uh, I think the mail carrier stepped on the, the, the plants in their very fancy garden mm-hmm. and they just they just raged out and, and <laughs> snapped his neck the gardener the gardener or yeah the 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 print the princess of this country who is also the gardener <laughs> she she tends to this garden because she likes it and uh, she flips a shit and she just snaps his neck yeah uh, she killed a sacred mailman. Yeah, that was their best mailman. <laughs> um, he wasn't good enough. I like that in the future. I don't know if we're going to do the future or if we're going to stick with this era of battle lives, but I like that in the future, uh, there's a lot of neck fashion because of the old ways and how much emphasis was placed on the neck. Yeah, let's fast forward to the future. Um, you want to do? You want to do neck fashion? Yeah. Okay. So I like, I mean, the easy way to go is just, you know, collars, necklaces, chokers, uh, big Victorian type things, mm-hmm. big Elizabethan Shakespeare jokes. Um, but you got a frock. I'm thinking, I'm thinking since the armor was like a donut, they basically have uh, inflatable. They, it's uh-huh. it's like you know you know the the old uh, platform shoes with the the goldfish <laughs> in the bottom. It's yeah. just a big inflatable goldfish tank on on their neck that uh, that it's just a tube with a with a fish in it. Yeah, like an inner tube. Oh, and it has water and a fish inside. A clear one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Or like whatever. I mean, it could have other. Uh, I mean, you're the you're the aquarium expert. It could have other things. Shrimp. Uh, would be one. I I have um. Maybe there's an element of uh, of modesty. Maybe there's a neck. Maybe necks need to be surrounded with like a, or maybe uh, more conservative folk like to surround their neck with like um, what do they call it? Like a window, a window shade. So it's like they've got like a, they got like, <laughs> like a, a Venetian blind or yeah, or yeah. like a. They've okay. got like a, a a metal circle around their around chin level, and and underneath that are drapes, and they have two little sticks in the front that they can part the drapes <laughs> with to reveal to reveal their neck meat. Because obviously, the neck is it's it's vulnerable. It's vulnerable. So you gotta you know. So when you're with a loved one and you're your neck's out. It's uh, it's very sensual, and it's it's provocative, 
And when the neck is closed, it's like I I couldn't launch an attack on that. I don't know where I don't know what I'd be hitting. I don't know what defenses they have under there. I think they do have defenses. Yeah, it's like Batman's cape stops him from getting shot. Yeah, I think legally underneath your neck drapes, you're allowed to have certain types of weaponry, hidden blades, um, like spring-loaded mechanisms uh, that otherwise would be illegal, but they're allowed under there. Yeah, your neck derringer is your most vital uh, tool. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I got a neck I got a little spring-loaded derringer on my left side. It's protecting my, my le- left neck. <laughs> my left flank, where my my left hand isn't as good. So I need my derringer on that side. And on my right side, I have um, a little Star Wars Millennium Falcon style, um, like uh, three sixty degrees of freedom mounted mounted gun. Machine gun that I'm constantly piloting with my right hand, and my and my right hand down at my side is a fake hand. <laughs> so I'm yeah, I'm puppeteering this little gun in case anyone's attacking from the right side. Uh, my left side is a more automated system. Yeah, it's and it's going to take about 35 minutes for me to disassemble my rig. If you want to get, if you want to be. Uh, my lover, you got to get with my neck rig. <laughs> yeah, it's like Victorian bodices that take a thousand, that are a thousand layers and yeah. need to be removed. And then, you know, I'm, I'm going to be relaxing in front of the fireplace and I'm going to beckon you, I'm going to beckon you down with a, with the telltale metallic squeaking of my neck drapes opening parting (laughs) all right i want to get back to other things in this world because we're pretty deep into into this episode okay and i think we just need to (laughs) we need to talk about other stuff so there's the war there's courier man there's battle wife let's name let's name these countries battle wife country and courier country um uh sure what do we know about the Battle Wives country? Uh, uh, they sail and they're matriarchal. They're sail. They're sailing folk. I, they're island-based nation. Yeah, they're matriarchal or definitely at least have a different uh, roles for uh, battle. But they're also bad at battle, and I don't mean I'm not like making a yeah, not women, women generalization. Yeah. Women are definitely the stronger battlers, but they're all terrible at, at it. <laughs> just everyone because everyone in this country is bad, but I think women they're are just weak. Yeah, I think they're just like of maybe small stature. Maybe they're not even the same like race. Right? Ra- uh, yeah, same like species. the same species at all. Um, yeah, yeah. I think they're little. Um, they're little. They're. Dwarves, beach dwarves. They represent the lollipop guild. Yeah. Um. Uh. And then the other. Okay. So. Um. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe they're. Maybe their men are short and their women are taller. 
Yeah. So maybe their men are short, their women are taller, and as such, the gender roles are the opposite of our world Mm -hmm. because the women are stronger than the men and and bigger and better. But yeah, the country in general is just there. No one knows how to fucking fight. (laughs) They've never really developed good strategy. They never met Sun Tzu. And so they just don't know what the fuck they're doing. Um, yeah. So th- that that begs the question: How effective is is their neck armor that they've developed if they're very bad at at fighting? I think it's really it evens the playing field, so it's very effective. Okay. No, because m- what I was getting at was since they don't know anything about fighting, they wouldn't be able to make good armor. So, like, really, they've just they they think they've invented this great neck armor, and then the knife just fucking like slides under it and hits them in the lower part of their neck. <laughs> well, I think that I yeah, um, I think that's a possibility, definitely for poorly made neck armor, and like not everyone gets the best of the best. But I like to imagine a battle where the mail carrier uh, fighters are just are just way like they've they're double knife folks. They're exclusively butterfly knife wielding battle mages, and they're just like two handed stabbing and and being deflected over and over again. It, it, they they basically they all line up. They pair off uh, with uh, like a five foot radius um, on the beach. And then it's like a marathon of just stabbing at a a metal sort of dome. Um, Taurus. Yeah. Yeah. And and then the other person is fighting back with just gentle fingers stabs. A little sort of like a a thousand thousand slap style of just uh prods little prods and eventually you're just like battering down their their skin you're giving them like rashes bruising uh slowly focus trying to focus in on one area and just prod until uh the sort of flesh gets like all mushy and breaks down yeah i think so the fights go on for a very long time because uh the necks can't get stabbed right. and these people are too prideful to stab them anywhere else and the it takes a really long time for them to get a rash or for like them to make a tiny cut and it gets infected <laughs> yeah i think yeah like eventually either the the neck material wears down and they get a they they end it with a a flourish like a a bullfighter stabbing the heart of a bull or they find an opening where they can slide their butterfly knife through a through a chink or the the other uh fighter wins by just um slowly bru- bruising a a particular piece of skin until it's, it becomes an open wound <laughs> just sort of bleeds them out (laughs) yeah of course there's uh the usage of the strong pod is critical oh yeah as to the outcome of this battle because that's going to give you the strength you need when you need when you need it 
So the battle lives are the ones who have access to strength pods, right? Yeah. Or does everyone? Um, I think just bad. I mean, uh, so when they eat, when they finally eat their their first uh, their first pee, they they're able to poke much faster. <laughs> I don't know. They're they're able to poke much faster. Yeah, I think they get a. F- they get a five-hour period of 1.25 speed uh, multiplier percent increased poking yeah. speed, which is yeah. huge. I mean, like if you don't, if you don't make use of that one, if you don't make use of that five-hour period, like that can spell disaster for you. Yeah, I mean, if you were to poke 600 times in five hours, that's an extra 150 pokes. It's a lot. Yep, a lot of pokes. I think the. Uh, the regency and the court and courtiers from both um, sides of the conflict are there and they're watching and they're commenting on this. By the way, I like, uh, I, I didn't really plan on doing the math, but I said 600 pokes in five hours. That's like a poke every 30, <laughs> every, uh, I mean, yeah, every 30 seconds. It's more needed. It's like needing <laughs> there. It's almost like, yeah, it's a slow oppressing I mean, really, it's sort of the f- the friction and the skin irritation that's doing all the work. Yeah. Um, you definitely want to eat. Uh, you want to be sweaty. You want to get a lot of finger oil. And you want to have eaten some... Spicy peppers. Some spicy snacks beforehand to just get that extra edge in battle. So that's the first bean. Uh, uh, that's the first <laughs> pod. Uh, we, so th- we were trying to figure out what these countries were called, and then we just fucking went off onto into strength pods again. So, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Probably, like, within... I mean, there's different strategies, but definitely you're going to want to use... You're going to want to pop the first pod, like, in the first day of battle. And that's just going to be... That first pod is purely a DPS boost. Uh, for our listeners who don't know what DPS means, it means digits per second. Digits per second. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, and then I don't know. Then it's like second pod. Like this is like this is kind of what separates the women from the girls, and it's it's the second pod. I've seen popped anywhere from within the first week to even a couple minutes after the first pod. And what the second pod is going to do is absolutely crazy. I mean, this is a very interesting twist. What it's going to do is it's going to allow you to rotate your wrist at 1.5 times the normal maximum cap rotation speed. And that's going to allow you to really dig in with a yeah, with an extra an friction. All yeah. all like an augering of the of the finger. <laughs> yeah. And that's when, and that's why I'm saying like it's so fucking, fucking important when you pop the second pod because there's a callous 
phase. There's a there's a period of the battle, yeah, where they actually start developing a callus. They're they're actually getting stronger before you break you break through. Yeah. Eventually you wear out their their body and they can't produce more skin anymore. You gotta auger them down. For the first for the first six days, yeah, for the first six days they're just building up callus. That's right. That's right. That's why you have to keep your spirits up during the battle, because it seems hopeless. But you know that you're going to eventually uh, get past that wall. Yeah, and I mean, like, it's not just, like, so you can smell the flesh. And so there's a... It's sort of difficult. It's just, you know, it's just, like I said, you feel it out. It's different for every battle, and it's different for where you're attacking. Like, if you're attacking the back of the knee... But it's not all about that because you got to be paying attention to your fucking neck. You got to know when to go to the pit crew. You want to tell? <laughs> you got to get your armor. Now you know tuned up everything about the pit crew. I know everything about the pit crew. Is that is this what you're doing? You're using your. Yeah, I'm saying that this battle has a pit crew, and now you have to explain what the pit crew is. How does it help with the? with the neck okay are you saying the pit crew goes with the the poking warriors or yeah. the other one or does it not matter uh it's it's yeah yeah it's it's <laughs> neutral pit crew. pit crew okay the no the pit crew is okay it's it's neutral it's uh not all warriors make use of it but i think you'll find that the best warriors will use the pit crew to each of their advantages it's a neutral party and if you're on the if you're a battle wife you're going to use the pit crew uh you you know you said you i was going to do this and now you're just doing it (laughs) possibly to reinforce but if you are the if you're the butterfly wielder you can also put a stoppage in fight and you have the pit crew actually wear away at the neck. okay now explain how it happens and what it looks like and where it is you just did that all you just no but you don't know me. no you, you don't know you don't know anything <laughs> what we don't know anything yet what's the pit crew how many okay all right so first of all i've got country names because right. that's gonna make the <laughs> okay. discussion a lot easier well, what are the 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 stabbing country is tregalia okay tregalia tregalia and the and the battle wife country is chertley mm-hmm. <laughs> i got that okay. out of the way so is there one there's one pit crew per pair the the pit crew we've already established that the this is a very honorable type of war where uh you know people yeah i mean to be honest a certain distance it's almost becoming sport like a gladiatorial contest so what you have to do is you have to get a third country involved in your war Mm -hmm. someone has to send in their pit crew to to keep it neutral yeah not unbiased so a lot of people try not to get involved but both of you have to go both sides because it's inc- it's, it's an incredible drain on resources to be yeah, honest both sides have to go to this country and ask 
for them to be the pit crew because they so this is really like the the arbitration before the war kind of they have to go through this whole thing okay so tregalia and Chertley are constantly campaigning other countries in the world to to be their pit crew yeah yeah i mean not constantly like i mean since the conflict started and nobody yeah, wants to I do guess. it <laughs> yeah so i'd imagine they're pulling out all the stops they're courting them pretty hard yeah and it, it's it's weird because they have they need a pit crew to have this war so they have to work together and compromise to get a pit crew mm-hmm. um and that's why the that's why everyone's so bad at fighting in this world because many wars just get resolved beforehand because they just end up talking to each other and being friends <laughs> they're just like oh you know we went on this whole journey to find a pit crew together and now we we laughed and learned and loved yeah it's a sort of uh piece by bureaucracy and sportsmanship okay but if you do get a pit crew what happens is the the warring countries give you a list of all of their their standard uh wares their standard gear loadouts Mm -hmm. so they so the pit crew can prepare and then there's another year uh before the war starts because the pit crew has to train and you know they gotta get their time down like like a pit crew in a racetrack they gotta make sure they're doing it as fast as possible Mm -hmm. so they spend this year training the pit crew to use each country's different weapons and and armors and repair them who trains the pit crew the pit crew country or the tregalia and chertley i mean i guess i guess they tregalia and chertley send each send a an emissary to like to teach a battle master to teach the pit crew i don't know but they gotta learn how to how to you know get their time down they gotta coach yeah all right so after that year happens, now the war finally starts. Uh-huh. You get to the battlefield. You have to tell the pit crew where you're going, obviously, ahead of time. There's a grid. Um, yeah, there's a grid. He's going to A55, <laughs> um, and that's where we're starting. And we'll move down to C38. <laughs> King me. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, yeah, there's a rotation schedule in case someone croaks. Yeah, they, they, the pit crew always has to be on. So what they actually do in battle now is, yeah, obviously they repair armor when it needs to be repaired. They're they're refitting neck armors, but it's, since it's supposed to be as fast as possible, they're really just taking off old neck armor and putting on the new one, right? Like a pit crew just changes the tires. They're not retreading okay. the tires. So they're doing this. They, they, they wheel you in to their station. There's like a pit crew station, uh-huh. like the pit stop. So you're on a trolley of some kind, like a wooden platform? You're with... on some kind of stand that's keeping your arms and neck stationary. That way they can move your armor around without you interfering. All right. Are you still battling or have you been taken away f- from the battle? No, you, you've, you've been taken away into the into the pit stop. Mm-hmm. Like you pull off the road for half a second sure. to, to get your pit crew Chert. done. Chert. <laughs> Chert. So, Yeah. Shirtley's got to get their armor refitted. Uh, eventually, the knives wear down on the Tregalia side. They need new knives. They have to get their knives replaced. They have to um, get the padding on their knives uh, replaced. The padding, because they're holding these knives for 
days on end. Yeah. And the I would imagine that the yeah I would I was gonna say I would imagine that the mother of pearl finish on the handles is gonna be taking quite a beating from all that stabbing. That's an abalone shell. Yeah. That's I mean do do you need more? I might have a few questions about the pit crew. Okay. So is it a hot swap? Do you get a hot swap opportunity on either side? Are you saying for a, a hot swap of a of a battler or a, a warrior swap? A hot swap of uh, of a of a neck rig. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they they pull you off for a quick second and then they change your neck rig and then they get you out. Ah, uh, but I mean, can you? Is there ever a time when the uh, the pit crew is working while the battlers are battling? Hmm. Like, do you think that on the backswing? They're uh, grabbing a butterfly knife and replacing. No, I think you have to back into the pit crew. I think okay. it's you know you you decide when you you know you're getting worn out. Right. You know your gears. You know your gear is getting worn out, and you 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 back up. Sure. Out of the out of the because you said the circle that they battle in is a five foot radius, right? So they just back out of the circle, sure. and then yeah. the pit crew and the pit crew cheers up to them. Um. Right. So I guess what's left to talk about is the third pod. Yeah, the third bean. Yeah, and th- here's what's crazy about the third bean is that the third bean is <laughs> uh, completely cosmetic. Yeah, it's just a regular bean or pea or whatever this this plant is. It's a yeah, it's a pod. Uh, uh, well, I thought these were each a bean or pea in a pod. But it's a series that they only, come together. Only Chertley knows that because Chertley had to. There was okay. So I mean, here's the thing: the th- the third pod legends say legends talk about the third pod, and ch- honestly, even Chertley at this point doesn't know if it ever did anything. But it's a it's an insanely closely guarded secret that it is just a regular P and there's even like in Chertley there's there's a uh, conspiracy theories about that they're actually replacing the third P in the pod with an inert P and they're doing something with the extremely powerful third P they're stockpiling it uh, it's the it's the biggest conspiracy theory and I think there's some merit to it because, to be completely honest, I don't trust um, the current regime. Yeah, you don't trust Charlie's government. Yeah, I just feel like things are a little too good right now. And I feel like they're trading current standard of living for future pain. They're being myopic. They're being myopic. Short-sighted. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. I do know what it means. I'm I'm for for our listeners. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They they definitely don't. They're dumb. They're idiots. <laughs> Why else would they be listening to this nonsense? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I I called you an idiot. I love you. I love our listeners. Everybody. I'm sure you're you're sweet, you're smart. You're I'm sure you're lovely people. 
What are we talking about? <laughs> uh, just the inert, the inert third P. So I mean, okay. like, so were you saying it's not really inert? N- well, there's a conspiracy theory that it's not that it's been repl- that there real is a real third P, but it's been replaced with an okay. inert P. But of course, like, it's sort of this thing where, I mean, come on, like at this point everyone know it, the secret is out in shirtly that that third p ain't doing jack shit but yeah it's still used as an intimidation tactic because like who knows like who knows tregalia i mean who knows maybe they got the factory up and running again it's like yeah it didn't do anything last time i fought i didn't i didn't clock an increased torque but i mean you know they they're they're eating it and they're exposing themselves to eat it. It's like why would they do that? Why would they? And I think even some of the Chertlians, they're still holding out hope because it's like, well, I'm done for. You know, the pit crew just heavily heavily sanded down my my neck rig. I was in there for five minutes of sanding. I think also I got a pit crew thing. I think the pit crews also keep in track of stats for you. So when they pull you out, they put a they put a paper in front of your face real quick, reads out your your enemies. Oh yeah, uh, your stats. You know, stab accuracy, knife knife durability. They've they've been keeping track of everything. They've got everything down to a T. And you know how uh, fucking like disheartening that can be to see those stats. I mean, yeah, you know. You're, you know you're up against someone with 99% knife accuracy. You're dead. Yeah. You basically know that it's only a matter of time. And that I think that's when you reach for the third P because at the bottom at the bottom of the second of the other side of the statistics readout, down there is it's three it's listed as three underscore pod colon and then it's just three question marks. And you're like, I don't think this is going to work, but I am going to go for this. And then that's your last, generally, it's your last waking memory. Because you've been stabbed in the, you've then been stabbed in the neck and you're dead. I don't know why that's so funny. <laughs> that was, that was a really good. So, so much build up. <laughs> uh, I guess that about covers it. Yeah. Um, should we call it? Or I don't know. Yeah, I, we could just keep it short and and sweet. Do we have any other segments? I mean, we didn't do a, a real what in the world, but I guess we did a few additional things. Yeah. Um, I mean, we we can definitely stop and and name it and wrap it and cap it. Yeah. I think we're gonna mess with the format some more. Maybe. We'll see. But yeah, let's let's cap it. I mean, like, we could just go to the world. I think, I mean, like, I think... I'm just saying it's going to keep evolving. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not super important. What's well, not super important? So we might change it. All right, let's cap it. Let's, uh... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's cap it and wrap it. Planet name... Oh, oh what I was going to say about the world... Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, this is it's not important whether this is a, a, a fully round planet or a flat planet or... Or whatever. I think we all know that there's water and um, boats. 
So let's name it. Yeah. This could be a land. This could be a land. Uh, we also should name the spider. Yeah, the spider of legend. Yeah. Sometimes it's a land. Uh, J.R.R. Tolkien was fond of lands rather than worlds. Are you mean just uh, what? What does that mean? Like that it's a plane? Is it an infinite plane? Or I think it's like they don't know yet what it is. And then there's the the Gray Haven, right? Where the elves go at the end. They're like peace. Middle Earth sucks now. It's got no magic left. Sauron fucked it up. I don't know. Elves. I mean, Lord of the Rings is just fucking insane. It's the ravings of a lunatic. I mean, what? Oh, of none course. of it makes any sense. <laughs> they just took the rings. They know better. Then they don't get corrupted by the rings. And then they just leave. Like, you guys are the worst. Like, what is your... You're so... <laughs> You're so checked out. Could you care less? Elves. Um, yeah, so uh, what's this place called? This place, this land, is called um, Guthrie's Cove. Yep. <laughs> right. Guthrie's Cove is the, is the world, um, and let's name the spider of myth. Um, I guess we should name the real spider that it. Nah, I guess that doesn't really matter because we didn't get deep into into what the real spider like looks like or anything. So let's just name the spider of myth. M- Mama's Mama's home. Uh, it's called Balatik. 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 I'm I'm fine with that. Yeah. Balatik the faded. Politic, the slow weaving. <laughs> Sweet. Man, that was brutal. Yeah. Brutal naming session. Sometimes it just wipes you out. Whew. 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 Uh, All right, everybody. Um, we tweet us at In Other Pods if you want to talk to us about the show. Tell us how you feel about it. Give us some criticisms or what have you uh yeah that's been the show cap it and wrap it creep the pe- yeah, peep the creep wrap it peep the creeps on twitter Good night sleep yeah peep, peep the, the creeps. creeps and then <laughs> yeah if that's uh jack's personal twitter i don't have a personal twitter <laughs> uh it's also not his don't don't try and tweet at the but creeps. do check it's it out because it'd it's probably be funny twitter if it exists yeah i mean it's probably real so it's probably someone else's twitter <laughs> just go go check it out all right uh this it's this has been in another- <laughs> this this has been in other worlds see ya see ya world world world